0: Fantastic, love that. Nina Cherry playing in the GTFM and Man Child and before that it was Anne-Marie and Don Play. You see, we don't sort of make it up as we go along. Anne-Marie is a, one of the judges on The Voice UK, which leads me quite nicely into my first guest on the show today. And it is uh, time to introduce my very special guest of the morning. Um, Now, if you were watching The Voice on ITV back on January the 23rd, you would have seen a very talented singer from Pontypool who put in, I thought, a fabulous performance, singing uh, with one look from Sunset Boulevard. And for some reason, and we'll find out shortly, none of the judges turned. Uh, So, first of all, let's say good morning to Laura Sidney. First of all, how are you doing, Laura?
1: Good morning, Gareth. I'm very well, thank you. Always a pleasure to speak with you.
0: Ah, oh, you see, you say the nicest things.
1: <laughs>
0: well, well. first um, of all, welcome to GTFM. Before we talk about the voice much. and your singing ability, you've got a fabulous voice. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first.
1: Well, really, Gareth, I mean, I've been singing all my life, as far as I can remember. Um, my voice has always been... Uh, you know one of the things that uh, i utilize in terms of uh, in terms of singing but um, as you well know we we met uh, on the radio so i also uh, i also do the travel for various uh, national radio stations including uh, bbc wales so uh, my my voice has actually led me through quite a, a large part of my life whether it's singing or as i said speaking on the radio i've um, been very blessed to, to sing in in my community for a long long time started off singing in school uh when i was quite little um i've been in numerous shows for sort of amateur dramatics and um and obviously in school i, I played nancy in, in oliver that was my ever, my first ever production when i was 10 so that kind of gave me the theater bug but um in terms of my in terms of my singing i've um done it ever since. And I've, I was classically trained all through school. Um, I was going to complete a music degree in singing. And then I thought to myself, well, if it doesn't work out, then what could I possibly do for a job? So whilst I was studying in uh, Cardiff University, my media and journalism degree, I was very fortunate to get a job on the radio. Um, and I've met some wonderful people through that. So that sort of continued my, my vocal career as a, as a sort of broadcaster. And, of course, I've continued my singing alongside that. So, um, so really speaking, if I ever lost my voice, Gareth, I, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> panic, obviously. I would panic, You yeah. would panic, <laughs> definitely.
0: Now, the listeners might have picked up on one of two things that you said then, because I've known you about, what, six years, well before The Voice... Yeah, definitely, I would say so. Yeah, because we, we were travel presenters together. You do one station, I do the other. We'd have a bit of a laugh and giggle. And we have been meaning to do this interview for quite a long time, haven't we? And we, we talk at what, two or three years when I said to you, I must get you on the radio. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, I've... I've... Wanted to squeeze you in, Gareth, for a long time. Oh, you, know see? Like? you know what life is like? It sort of takes over, and then one thing comes up, and then the next thing comes up. But uh, we're here today, and I'm hoping that this will be the first of many interviews that you'll be able to, to do with right. me. Right. Let
0: me, <laughs> let me just write that down. When you're on Broadway <laughs> in New York, let me just jot that down. Yeah, OK. Now, you, you live in Pontypool. Are you a Pontypool girl?
1: I am. Well, originally, I'm not, actually, Um For my sins, I was actually born in Newport. Um, My father's from Newport originally, um, and I lived there till I was 16. And then I moved to Pontypool uh, to be closer to my grandparents, who are Pontypool through and through, so typical valley people very um you know hard working people they're 81 and 83 now my grandparents are they were the are,
0: are they were the, they were your grandparents who featured on the show with you were they yes they oh, were right.
1: indeed yeah and you know what Gareth they actually had a better response than I did <laughs> <laughs> did they <laughs> Everybody them in fact my grandpa has got this sort of running joke every time he goes out and somebody says oh i i know who you are john your granddaughter was fabulous on the voice but he says i've got to wear this mask because everybody recognises me, and I get followed by all the paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. So, so everybody, everybody... Oh, dear me. ...making jokes about it, yeah.
0: No, no. you mentioned you've been singing more or less all your life. I mean, are you one of these, or were you one of these girls when you were small, like in the junior school, you know, the Christmas concert coming up, lead parts? Did you put your hand up? I'll sing, miss. I'll sing, miss.
1: <laughs> well, do you know what? There's a funny story actually when I was in school I was always cast as Mary and I loved playing Mary because you know going back to when I was very very little sort of four, five, six years of age I was always sort of you know in the school choirs and then I would always be asked then to sing the part of Mary and a couple of the parents would always get a little bit you know, sort of uh, annoyed at that because their child was pushed to the side and it was always Laura Sydney. you know, she's playing Mary again, oh gosh, you know, typical. Yeah, but they couldn't so the one-
0: sing without being disrespectful. They probably <laughs> so, couldn't sing, yeah, could they? So
1: the one year when I was in uh, my final year of junior school, I was cast as the Archangel Gabriel. And of course all the parents were happy because somebody else's child had a chance to play Mary. But in fact, my music teacher, Mr Dobbins, who I was very, very fond of, um, he actually gave me the singing parts so so the angel Gabriel had all the singing role and Mary basically just had to sit there looking pretty on a hay bale. <laughs> As you so, do. Um, so, so that caused a bit of an uproar. So I've been causing a bit of controversy with my voice, Gareth, since I was a very tender age. So Well, it it's a great voice.
0: Uh, now, you <laughs> said you're, you're from, you were born in Newport, you said, yeah?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, now, was. there's a
0: great theatre there. Many years ago, I worked in Newport. Uh, yes. Richard Diamond, I think. Uh, I haven't seen Richard for many, many years, but he was involved with amateur dramatics at the time. And he always used to mention the Dolman Theatre. Yes,
1: yes. Have you ever sang
0: there? Have you ever sang
2: there?
1: Do you know what? It's funny because I've not sang in the Dolman. I've sang in the Congress Theatre in Cumberland and I've sang in the Abergavenny Borough Theatre. And I've sort of performed in quite a few various theatres, but funnily enough, my hometown theatre, I've never actually sang in, but my cousin has. And uh, I do know a few performers that have sang there. So that would really be an honour if I could ever get the chance to sing there. I'd love to be a part of some sort of uh, show when things start opening up again. Um, But, yeah, it it is a fabulous theatre. I've seen quite a few performances myself in there, but uh, never actually been on the stage. Oh, right, OK. That's that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you
0: mentioned the Barrow Theatre in Abergavenny. Is that where the Beatles played in 1962 or
1: 63? That is. Do you know what, Gareth? You're very well informed. That is correct. Um, I believe the Beatles played there in their early days and also Gene Vincent Ah, uh, played there when he was on a tour of the south wales area he came over to monmouthshire and uh did a little bit of a performance there As did the beatles so yeah i've shared that stage with some fantastic performers so yeah. very very happy well yeah. I,
0: inter- I interviewed i was lucky enough to be interviewed like i'm lucky enough to interview you today uh <laughs> pete pete bess was the original drummer in the beatles and pete's been on the show
1: Gosh. Um, no you interviewed him gareth that's yeah. brilliant oh uh, yeah i met that's
0: pete well I, well uh, he's been on the show twice actually and his brother wow. and he was telling me uh, that you are right they did tour with uh, with Gene Vincent and he got the photos to prove it
1: yeah no do you know what I, I have to say if I had to choose between the Beatles and Elvis it's the age old battle Gareth it would have to be Elvis every time so therefore Jean Vincent would have to be uh, my favourite out of those two. I mean, that would probably cause a bit of a stir. But uh, Jean Vincent, to me, is, is the star. And then the Beatles are sort of, you know, his, his, um, his second in line, I would say. But that's going to cause a bit of a stir now. I'm sure there's some listeners out there thinking, what is she on about? But no. I'm saying I've always nothing. Loved 1950s, as you probably remember me chatting to you about when we worked together, Gareth, I absolutely adore you know, that era, the 1950s, early 60s. um, I'd have to say between a mod and a rocker, I'm definitely a rocker. My dad is a huge vinyl collector, so he loves Elvis and all of those artists from that brilliant era. So if I had to go back in time and be the age that I am, I would have to be 26 in 1958. I think I would be very, very happy. <laughs> there you go. Well,
0: you see, that, do you know that's interesting, though, because a lot of people say, oh, the music is great now, which it yeah. is. I mean, well, yeah. youngsters, yeah. teenagers I mean, now. Four. Well, you're only, what, 25
1: years? 26. Or or 26. I was 25 on The Voice, and now I'm 26. So oh, right. I'm well, I, in December. I
0: thought you were getting on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: like, now I feel it. Yeah, I feel
0: hard on. But, but, but it's interesting because people do say, oh, I wish I could have. Because personally, I mean, you've mentioned the 50s. I would have li- loved to have lived um, it, it, look, listening to the music of the 40s. I think Glenn Miller was yeah. brilliant.
1: Oh, gosh, I agree. No, my grandfather, um, who I live with, he absolutely adores, you know, Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr. and all of those sort of brilliant artists of that golden era you know because that really was what sort of gave birth to rock and roll I mean Elvis sort of uh he, he was the youth of the day you know he sort of jazzed it up and made it a bit more commercial at the time and then of course he had the looks to go with it so it sold but you know music back in the 40s Frank and all of those people I mean they are what I would call true stars you know you look at today and of course I'm not belittling the stars of today in any way, shape, or form. I think there's some fantastic songwriters out there. Ed Sheeran being one of them. I think he's, you know, he knows how to make a, a bit of money on this, you know, off a song. I mean, he's great. Um, but I do think that. When I think of a star and I think of stage presence and I think of charisma, you know, it it, it definitely stems back to those decades, you know, the forties, the fifties. I mean, one of my biggest idols is Doris Day. I absolutely idolise. Oh,
0: the dead with stages um, no, no.
1: Yeah, all the musical stuff. But of course when she started Gareth, as you know probably, you know, she started off in the forties singing. What are you trying to say? Dance. You're trying to say I'm old. Oh no, no. I don't I don't think <laughs> you were there, but I say that you you know, you're pretty good I, at your music. I know what you mean, um, yeah. And you know, she she did she did she sang with a big band. And you know what, Gareth, that is one of my dreams. I would absolutely adore singing with a big band and bring that back because I think the sounds of all the instruments live, and you know, the kind of the way it sort of—I don't know—it it, it just takes over when you listen to like the trumpets and the saxophones and the piano player in the back there and. You know, it kind of draws you in, and, and I think we're losing that today. I think a lot of it's done on the computer, um, you know, which is great because it's a lot easier uh, to record things. But I don't know the authenticity. I don't know whether it's there as much now. But um, yeah, certainly the forties, the fifties, and the early sixties. That would be, that would be the back the best time for me in terms of music. I would say. And to be
0: fair, <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, I can just imagine you in a sort of cowgirl outfit sitting on the stage <laughs> on a stagecoach singing Deadwood State. Yeah, brilliant. Stuff. I'd love
1: to play Calamity Day.
0: Be I'm brilliant, cool. wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> now you when did you first apply then for the voice? Because you were on January the twenty third. I mean, it's quite a long process, isn't it? And I know oh, I, and I know this yeah. because I've had two former contestants on the show. Jade yeah. uh, Danielle Williams from Earth of Tidbury was on about two years ago and Ragsy, yeah. who funnily enough, is on the show tomorrow because he's got a new album and uh, single out. So he's joining me tomorrow. So it, it's funny that I'm talking to you today.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I do find that, um you know, the whole process started um last May when I sang for v e Day in a nursing home, and I was recorded there because I don't usually promote myself on social media. I remember having this conversation with you, Gareth, you know, I'm quite old-fashioned as we've discussed. So a lot of my music, I like to keep it wholesome. I like to keep it raw. And if somebody's going to hear me sing, I'd much rather than be there hearing it in full capacity rather than on the computer, which is, you know, that's the way of today, I understand. But in fact, this particular day was so special to me because I was singing in my local nursing home for the residents. And it was during you know, quite heavy restrictions were in place because of COVID. And my sister said, well, it would just be lovely, Laura, for you to share this with people that might not actually be here, you know, say the resident's family, just to see, you know, how you're sort of entertaining them and, and, and bringing this little bit of hope into people's lives with music. So we put it up on Facebook. And then as a result of that, um, The Voice actually contacted me. So I didn't apply. Um, I mean, I've been I've been told in the past, Gareth, you know, go go on BGT, go on the voice go on x factor but i know how these shows work and essentially they are tv shows you know they're not really there for the music contestants they're there to make a show so i thought well i don't really want to sort of exploit my voice so i'd rather keep it you know sacred to me. And if it works and gets out there in some way and I get a record deal, great. But if it doesn't, then carry on doing what I'm doing. So they approached me and then I had a few auditions, you know, preliminary auditions behind the scenes, uh, just to ensure that I, you know, didn't get too scared of being on a stage and I wasn't going to have a breakdown, you know, on live TV, etc. Yeah. They sort of vet you through that whole process. And then eventually you get through to the stage where you do sing in front of those celebrity coaches, uh, which was a fantastic fantastic experience and although the result of it meant that I didn't go through to the next round you know the publicity I've had off the back of that and the support that I've had from the general public has just been astonishing and I think you know some of it is oh they felt sorry for me and a lot of it is oh gosh you know you should have got through you were so good but I've definitely got the public on board and I think they are looking forward now to the future to see what it is that I do with my singing, and I've been very, very lucky because similar to your you know the other guests that you mentioned who've been on the voice, anybody will tell you if they're speaking truthfully. The voice itself does what it does it, it you know it makes a tv show it puts you on the on the television it gives you a fantastic platform, but in terms of music in terms of your viability in the industry that's not something they support you with so it's up to you really to use the platform they've provided you with and go forward then and approach labels and try to get your music out there yourself but of course a management company is what you really need to get you to those big record deals and I've been very lucky because somebody's approached me and and is now helping me um we're sort of collaborating and we're writing an album so, you well, know, that's good. Crossed, that's Gary. good. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. This time next year, you'll be interviewing me again, and I can give you a, a signed copy of my latest LP. I mean, that would just be the best. Absolutely.
0: It, you know? yeah. Well, one for <laughs> one, one for me, and then one to give away. Is it?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Keep it for twenty years and see how much it makes, and then sell it up on eBay. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it.
0: Remember, Laura. <laughs> so, but just before you go, I mean, yeah. you only had to look at the faces of Olly Murs and Well I Am and. Marie and Sir Tom Jones. I mean, you could tell. They they so well, look at it. They could, by listening to your voice, they, they could hear the quality there.
1: Yeah, I think in terms of their reaction, Gareth, I've got to be honest. I mean, I looked at it, you know, myself. I watched it back. Because when you're there, you don't see them. You know, they're turned away from you. And as you see it on the television is, is actually what what you do when you're there you know they don't actually ever get to speak to you so all you can hope is that they sometimes watch your audition back you know in the comfort of their own home or whatever you can only hope that they see you visually because of course when you when you perform excuse me when you sing you know a, a lot of the performance is about your visual and your stage presence and how you look and how you move the stage, how you act. And that's something I've always been taught to do. You know, stage presence is key to get that personality over. And unfortunately on the voice, it is all about the voice. And I think this is what stirred the uh, the public because apparently I do have the voice. Um, but of course they weren't able to sort of gauge me as a person. They didn't get to see me visually and how I was moving the stage. So, to see their reaction back when I did watch it on the television was really comforting to me because I didn't have a clue what they thought about it, Gareth. I genuinely left the stage, and as you saw on the television, I was mortified. I thought, "Oh my gosh, what have I done?" You know, because I've always had such positive feedback with my music because well, generally, it, you I, know, it comes from my heart. Yeah.
0: So. I, well, I got to say, it, it was fantastic. I mean, your voice is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Oh well, understandably, but. But I was, I was, well, I was in. I was just totally shocked, and I think millions, right across the UK, were also totally shocked. You were wonderful. So just before you go, we're going to play uh, with one look. Um, so, so what's your plans? And you're going to collaborate, get an album out, and maybe. A West End yeah, gig. Yeah,
1: that that is. I could just scary. see you
0: on the West End or Broadway. Oh
1: gosh, I know. well it's all shut down at the moment, isn't it? So yeah, of everybody's course. Yeah. Been saying, Oh, Andrew Lloyd Webb will be on the phone, but I've not heard from him yet. So. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, dear. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a realist, Gareth, and I know that in this industry, if you want to make it, you know, Tom Jones from Pontypridd. I mean, he, as you well know, he didn't uh, have an easy ride in no, the beginning. No, absolutely I mean, all, true. Yeah. It all comes down to hard work. He toured around. I mean, he actually played in a in a rugby club at my way in second, you know, and they. Didn't like him up here because he was from the other valley. Oh you know? yes. So so he was up against it, Gareth and, and Elvis Presley, the same. And we all look back at these amazing. Stars And we think, oh, I want to be like them. But you've really got to sort of anticipate the hard grasp that goes into it. And that's what makes them the stars that they are. You know, it's grounding and it's foundation and it's a lot of blood, sweat and tears. So for the next sort of 12 months, I'm going to work on that. And I'm really going to hopefully push myself out there, get the public on board. And if, you know, if I can just get an album out, that would honestly be a dream come true.
0: Well, whatever you do, Laura, well done. Your performance (laughs) was absolutely first class, I have to say. It really was. And thanks for joining us on GTFM today. And uh, we're going to play uh, the song that you actually sang on The Voice UK uh, from Sunset Boulevard uh, with One Look. Thanks very much indeed, Laura.
1: Thank you, Karen.
2: I can break your heart With one look I play every part my eyes tell. Watch me when I frown. You can't write that down. You know I'm right. It's there in black and white when I look your I'm staying, I'm staying for good I'll be back to where
0: There you go. So there's one or two of you, I'm sure. There's probably n- never heard Laura sing before. Uh, so now you might be thinking, they didn't turn on The Voice UK? That was absolutely amazing. GTFM. Thanks
2: to-